This episode is brought to you by Houston Lucky of Keller Williams Realty. If you're looking for that dream home or that dream piece of property here in the beautiful state of Alabama, email him at HoustonLucky at KW.com for the rest of his contact info. And also, what's family if they don't believe in you? So thanks to Cantley Pittman, my brother, for sponsoring us. And last but not least, thank you to the Frosty Mug, a local staple, a local legend. Some of the best burgers, fries, and onion rings, and milkshakes around. Go check them out. Enjoy a view of the Warrior River. Enjoy their food. And most of all, keep supporting local businesses. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you for believing in us. Let's go ahead and jump into the episode. We hope you all enjoy. Pass the jar. I'm your host, Drake Pittman. And I'm your co-host, Shane Murray. This episode is another crowd control, as in we went to the community jar and asked them a certain question. We're going to get to that question here in a minute. But first, we really hope y'all checked out last week's episode. Uh, that was very fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. It's like I told Shane, I said, every time we do an episode, it's fun. But that one just kind of took it to a whole different level for me. Yeah, it was something different. Spicy. One of my uh, one of my buddies pointed out on Facebook the uh, the power to veto is a dangerous move, and I was telling him y'all jumped on y'all's way too quick. Yeah, way too left me all of the power going forward. Well, as bad as I said, I'm gonna do one just to piss y'all off, and then next movies I did it, I vetoed. <laughs> and then as we got on into the tournament, I was like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have, yep. because I would have overrode your veto with my veto. No, you can't do that. You oh. can't veto a veto. <laughs> my ass. <laughs> but uh that was a fun episode and we have done some planning we're not going to give you full details yet but there is a mini series coming we'll leave it at that and uh we both feel we've both feel comfortable with it because you know it's not hard to come up with movies tv shows songs albums music artists i don't know like who knows what we'll pull out of our ass, uh, yeah. but it's going to be fun. It's going to be a mini series. Don't know when we're going to do it just yet, but it is guaranteed to happen. So y'all be on the lookout for that. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen. It was a lot of fun, dude. Things got fun. Like it was fun and you know, juicy. That's what they cover on Nova Trifecta podcast. So, you know, he studies up and pays attention mm-hmm. to details in movies. So it was just a clear cut. That's who's coming over. Kind of a, uh, a, uh, connoisseur a systems expert <laughs> he knows what he's talking about and we appreciate juicy coming over so y'all if you haven't listened to that episode yet go ahead and go back and listen to the march movie movie march madness episode but what's oh, been going and, on uh, this week congrats to you on oh. sneaking out a win in our uh tournament challenge oh yeah i mean shout out to gonzaga for choosing the worst time of the year to have the worst game of their season I won fantasy football this year, mm-hmm. and then I won the bracket challenge. Are we doing the, the bracket? We, we, do, we didn't do a fantasy golf this year, did we? No. Thank God. Yeah, I, don't that was I, tough. Could, I don't know if I could stand you having a three-peat. <laughs> fantasy golf's tough to keep up with. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, you don't do fantasy baseball? No. Mm. I don't watch baseball enough. That's a shame. <laughs> I like you off that high. Was. <laughs> well, I am riding high in our friend group. Uh, we don't put money in much. It's just pride. Bragging rights. It's a pride thing. Yeah. 
So the whole time, like, and what's bad was that day, because, you know, I worked at night. Mm-hmm. That day when I was asleep, I had a dream that Gonzaga went up on, like, a 17-0 run to start the game. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And then I, I'm Polar in there with opposite. a patient, and they don't have the game on. I come back in, and my buddy that I work with, he's like, well, it looks like your dream's happening. And I was like, really? He's like, but it's in, in reverse. reverse. <laughs> I was like, oh, baby. I was like, because Colby, Colby James was 50 points ahead of me in the bracket. So mm-hmm. I was like, I've got to win this game to win. Yeah. Buddy. And I, for some reason, I just sit like Gonzaga. I would have picked Gonzaga, but it's the mentality of how long has it been since an undefeated team's won? For like, what was it? Indiana or something? Or no, they were the ones that lost in the national championship. Kentucky had a chance, blew it. You had to go back to like probably the 40s. So every year I pick my bracket. If there's an undefeated team, if I pick them to go to the finals, I pick them to lose. Just okay. be, just because they may have lost, you know, in their earlier years before, like, the upperclassmen and stuff, but they don't know what it's like. Yeah, that's fair. You don't know what it's like to have an off night. No, I mean, like I said. And if you play in the WCC, like Gonzaga does, an off night, you're still probably going to win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the the reason I think everybody was so sold on Gonzaga was – Conference aside, like they just played fundamental good basketball, and that's hard to beat. They were a good team, and I mean, they were walking through the tournament. Jalen Suggs, best player in the country, yeah, by far. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> just to tell y'all what kind of asshole I am in our friend group, when he hit that shot to go to the championship game, I texted our group and I was like, if only Gordo would have hit it, yeah, it's. I mean, I'm the just, fact that you want to bring it up again is just yeah. disrespectful as hell. <laughs> I'm just an asshole. <laughs> Try not to be. R.I.P. Butler. But, yeah, like, plus the few times that I did watch Better play, I was like, man, them boys, first off, they ain't missing any gym sessions. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'm pretty sure they lift with the football team. Uh, but they were, they just played good basketball. And, you know, I don't study the game too much anymore. Mm-hmm. But usually about a month out from tournament time, I really start digging in. Yeah. I mean, I knew pretty early on in the year that Gonzaga was going to be up there. They were probably going to be one of the best teams in the country and have a chance to win it. And then was it mid-January, maybe end of January, saw Baylor play, and I was like, yeah, these could be the two best teams in the country. Might be seeing these guys in a national championship. Wait, that wasn't my thought. That was Bruce Pearl. Which, Shout out to Auburn for actually playing a basketball schedule. Which, in, in Gonzaga's fairness, too, Baylor didn't miss God, no. for the first 15 minutes of the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was it. Like, it was just it was a game of runs, and Gonzaga could never keep up. Mm-mm. Now, Drew Timmy, mm-hmm. that, he's a baller. Oh, yeah. I was sitting there, I was like, he reminds me of Kelly Olnick, but I hope he doesn't have the same pro career Kelly Olnick has. I hope he does better. Mm-hmm. Because anybody rocks that stash, oh yeah, you pull for. I I didn't have so much of a problem because I mean I was out on winning the tournament entirely, so I'm just I'm watching as a pure spectator now. I have no skin in the game, but uh, when uh, what was it like number twenty four or something like that from Baylor? They like they done a little sideline pan. Dude had one of the cleanest mullets I've seen. Oh yeah, and I was like oh. I'm not pulling for Baylor right now, but I'm kind of pulling for Baylor. <laughs> I'm pulling for that guy. <laughs> but, yeah, that was a – it's always like we always do fantasy football and brackets and stuff. So Also, just, f- former Auburn point guard, national champion. Yeah, wish he would have stayed, but eh, 
Yeah. Oh, I well. hate to see it. <laughs> it's just do things with your friends. It's good for you. It, the competitive spirit stays alive mm-hmm. because like I, you know, I didn't really dwell, dwell on it, but I was like, man, I hope I smoke these suckers. <laughs> because like I said, I, I'm just the same way with baseball. Like I'll watch a few Red Sox games here and there. It depends on who they're playing, especially like Yankee series. I don't, I try not to miss it, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the most I watch baseball is the first few weeks and then the playoffs. Fair enough. Like I just, I'm not one of those people that can just sit there and watch I would, I random could, baseball games. I could sit here and watch every single game. Every single game. Now, if there's a shitty golf tournament the PGA Tour is playing like somewhere in Iowa, mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Personal preferences. That's what we're all That's about. It. But I do hold bragging rights for fantasy football and the bracket challenge this year. Thank you. Thank you. Kudos to you. I'll, I'll pay respect where respect's due. We also play golf. Uh, recently we did. Shane was tied with me after the first nine. We were. That was I was I was riding a high. I was trying not. I did want to bring it up to him because I remember how I was back in those those days where it's like if you tell me how well I'm playing, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow up. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm staying in the zone and not realizing what I'm shooting, I screwed myself on uh seven when uh I looked at the scorecard prematurely just to see. Oh, you know, like how bad of a day am I having? Oh, not, not bad. That bad. <laughs> yeah, and then that stretch of fourteen, thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen just just nuclear. Yeah, get yeah. you. I played thirty six holes that day, and I was beat when I got home. <laughs> I could tell I was already tired starting the second round because my first tee shot on number one dead block. But a tree hit it and kicked it back in the middle of the fairway. A tree hit it or it hit a tree? It hit a tree. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Thing just reached down and touched it, huh? Yeah. Yep. Just a, li- <laughs> just a little love tap back in the fairway. And I mean, it was dead center of the fairway. <laughs> I'm sure Colby was thrilled. Uh, he, he had bombed one down there pretty well. So. Oh, well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's fun. Do do competitive things with your friends, but don't be an asshole about it. Because, like, Shane and I, we try to beat each other at everything we do, but respectfully yeah and talk shit for maybe 10 minutes after and then it's done exactly on to the next one but this week's episode um our swimming in the deep end episode did really really well and we got a lot of good feedback on it so we decided let's uh people like to go deep yeah it's like well let's uh let's ask the facebook groups another tough question so and just to let y'all know, I didn't come up with this question on my own. I saw it and I was like, "Oh, that is that is a good pod." Mm-hmm. I was like, "This this should draw some tough answers." We got Kleenex ready in here because this is a tough one. But while you're listening, go ahead and think about this: if you were in a room with all the people you've ever met in your life, who would be the only one you would look for? So we will uh, we'll read our Facebook answers first, kind of elaborate on them. And then we'll give you our answers. And uh, that's probably when I'll need the Kleenex. But our boy Juicy Johnson, last week's guest, he said, my son, no doubt. So there's a lot of people in the world that uh, their kids are the most important thing in their life. Absolutely. Like, uh, I know my dad, if he were to answer that question, he'd probably say, Cantley or me. Whoever's the favorite, it's me. (laughs) Just kidding, but uh, 
a lot of people, you know, they cherish their time and their val and trying to instill their values into their kids and hope that they turn into their own person. So I feel Juicy's answer. If I had kids, it'd be a tough route for me. Oh yeah. I mean, when you, when you first posted it, <clears throat> uh, sitting there trying to figure it out, like, God, dude, that's, that's such a good, that's such a good question. That like, that'll really make you start thinking, you know, on like such a broad spectrum. Like there's so many people you've met and there's so many people you've lost in your life. Yeah. So if you were in that situation, like, how do you just look for that one person? Yeah. When that, when I saw the, it was, it was a TikTok that I saw it on. And when I saw it, man, it floored me. I was mm -hmm. like, Phew. I mean, there's some clear cut answers, you know, it's all situational based depending on what, whatever, you know, you've been through. Right. So, Juicy loves his kid more than anything. Well, that's believable. Absolutely. And, you know, he's proud of him. You know, he's sitting there listening, talk to him about it. You just see Juicy glowing. So that's understandable, Juicy. We uh we appreciate that input. And then we got Kaylee. If they haven't been a guest, I don't read their last names. We got Kaylee. She said, my papa, he passed away in 2005. And while we're on that train, uh, Cody also said, my grandpa. And then Eddie I'll, I'll shout him out. He reps us up in Cleveland, okay. Ohio. He uh, he took a picture by the Cleveland City sign with our shirt on. Love that. Yeah. Love so that. thanks, Eddie. We appreciate that, bro. But those three answers were my grandfather. <sighs> Don't yeah. get me started on my granddad's because I'll cry. That's you fair. know, uh, that's kind of what I was saying. It's it's love and it's lost. You know. It, you're putting yourself when you think about that question in such a, a mental pretzel of, yeah, you know, it's everyone that you've ever met in your life. And there's so many loved ones. Yeah. It's, it's so hard just to pick one. My mom's dad, he passed away about 10 years ago. And like, I didn't realize it would wreck me as bad as it did because me and Papa had, just such a good relationship. Like we just talk about theology and politics and stuff just all the time. And he watched golf. So we talk about golf <laughs> or he'd talk, he'd get on to me for cutting his yard and half an inch too low, you know, <laughs> but he, he instilled a lot of core values in me as far as the way you carry yourself as a man. Because I mean, he, when he died, he was 89. So he lived through the twenties and thirties different time. That's, that's when you see the Facebook memes, you know, that's when men were men and stuff. My granddad was in the Marines and stuff. So, you know, he was tight knit. Absolutely. And I think that's where some of my peculiarness comes from. So I understand when people say they'd look for their granddad because granddads are, I mean, Riley Green wrote a song, which grandpa's never died. That's a fact. Because you have a different relationship with your grandparents than you do your parents. Because typically your grandparents are the ones that spoil you. Absolutely, one billion percent. And they're the ones that tell you these stories that you never, you never would have thought of because it was generations or you know decades ago. Yeah. So, and then my pop now, you know him and my grandmother, my nana, they traveled everywhere. So it's like when Brittany and I'll go somewhere that he's been. Most of the time, that trip that we went on was inspired by them. So I'll show him all the pictures and stuff, and he'll be like, oh, it ain't changed a bit. Oh, so, I remember back when. Yeah. Because the first time, I, you know, the Badlands have been on my list forever. And when we went, 
that was because my granddad showed me the Badlands. I was like, that looks like a space movie. <laughs> so I wanted to go. Take a trip to Mars. You know, and granddads are the ones that show you that fatherly love and fun that most of the time, like your dads are just trying to keep you out of trouble, yeah. more or less. Your granddads aren't as strict as no. your dad. They're the, They're one. the ones you can kind of go to when dad's been coming down on you. And maybe you are being an idiot, but granddads just have a different way of laying it on you. Yeah. It's more of a tender love instead of a tough love. Yeah. Now, my papa was tough love, and that's what he was all about. <laughs> but, you know, uh, Kaylee, Cody, and Eddie missing their granddads, or that's that'd be the first ones they look for. I, I get it. My answer will be different, but... You know, they, they teach you so much through life and you kind of, every nugget they lay on you, like you put it in your pocket and you hold on to it forever. And the grandmas that go in the same basket. I mean, yeah, my, my mom all died when I was like three. So I don't really remember much of her, Yeah, but my Nana died about 10 years ago too. Her and my, her and Papa passed away within a year of each other. And my Nana, I remember when I was a kid, I read the first time I read a bike wreck, laid my bike down, just tore my legs up. And I was crying and I said, I just want my Nana. <laughs> my mom was pretty upset, <laughs> but you know, that was just, that was the comfort I knew. Cause I mean, plus who cooks like mamas? Nobody. Never. And, uh, so Let's- my, my Nana, man. Like I said, she's the one that introduced me to Mighty Ducks. If you listened last week, she's the one that introduced me to Mighty Ducks. She's the one, like I sit there and watch so many movies with my Nana. Heavy influence on Yeah, you. and she's the she is the one that I, I know for a fact instilled the gentle part of me, like the spirit that I carry of just being gentle to other, to most people. That was all her, yeah, for sure. Because that's how she approached everybody. That's how she approached me. And so when her mental state kind of started declining, it was still... If she if she just sit up and wait on me to get home, if it was two or three o'clock in the morning, she was she'd open the door, because you know we live right next to each other. She'd open the door and be like, "You good?" And I was like, "Yeah." And you know, that's that grandparents' love is a different kind of love, and like your parents and stuff, they love they love you more than anything. Like we talked about with Juicy, but them grandparents, man, they just hit different. That's a fact. You know, my granddad's the one that got me into fishing. Yeah. Like, I've got pictures of him holding fish and stuff, and I'm like, man. And I show him all my PBs and big fish I catch, and we just sit there and talk about it and stuff like that. And my uncles, I can't go fish with my uncles and stuff a lot, too. So, it's just grandparents are special. There's, and I'd understand look, being them being the one you look for because they're so influential in everything you do. And that's not to take away from parents. I mean, parents do a crap ton. But more or less, when you're a kid, when your parents are working, who's the one that picks you up? And some of your fondest memories are from your childhood, too. So you have a different type of love for your grandparents. Yeah. And it's easy to overlook the love of your grandparents as you get older. Like, I still try to go down and see Pop, you know, as often as I can. But with COVID and me working in a hospital, it's like, mm, I'm going to be super careful 
but now he's vaxxed. I'm like, I'm <laughs> coming, game. I'm coming in, bud. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I totally feel that. My granddads were literally two of my favorite people on this planet in different ways. Like one instilled the fun in me. And the other one instilled like bust your ass to get what you want. And I've never let go of either of those. Like, I feel like that's how I love on Jackson and everybody else. Just be tender, but expect the best out of them. And it's not to be, and not to you don't be, want to coddle. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, grandparents, man, pawpaws. You know, Rally, Rally Green says, "I wish grandpa's never died." I'm lucky to still have one here, and he is my best buddy. You know. And, and that's the other thing is too, is like, my dad is, my dad is that dude, but I can't call him a, I don't call him my best friend because he's my dad. He's my father. Like he's the one that guides me through a bunch of stuff. He's the one that taught me to be a lot of who I am and grandparents just instill some of those other little values that you need to mix in with your parent, what your parents feed into you. I don't think you could articulate it any better than that. We'll get into the next answer. Erica Schubert from the Jasper City Humane Society. She's been on the episode. She's had an episode before. If you haven't listened, go listen to Pass the Pets. Love all those people over there. Love dogs, obviously. But she said, my brother Stone, I have so many questions. That's tough. That is. And here's the here's the reason why. Like, this question is, you know, whether they've gone on to another life or they're still alive. That's who you, the one you'd look for. If you have questions and if they've, they've passed on, that's, that's, I'd understand why. Because yeah. you want to know. <clears throat> so, like I was saying earlier, you know, when you first posted it, and uh, I'm sitting there trying to figure out, you know, God, who, who would be that one person for me? And I saw Juicy's answer, and so I was like... Yeah, you know what? I think so. I think I would. I think I would have to go with my kids. You know, I would look for Avery and Beckham. That seems like that seems like the clear cut answer. And then you know, a few more comments are talking about grandparents. I never knew my grandfather. He passed away before I was born, and Grandma passed away. I think I was three, so I was just a baby. I have pictures. Yeah. And you know, stories that Mom and them would tell me, but no real like actual fond memories. And then when Erica posted that one, I was like, that's a deep cut because I had thought about, you know, people that had passed on, you know, that would probably be, that would be one because picking somebody living, you still have that chance. You know, there's still an opportunity. You're going to see them. And, you know, from parents, brother, sister, a significant other or something, you know, maybe you just lost touch or whatever. There's still a chance that, you know, a good opportunity you're going to see them again. Yeah. But when she posted that one, I was like, God, I felt like that one hit me hard because the first person that came to mind was my cousin. Yeah. And when she passed away, I had so many questions. And so I was like, yeah, that's if I, if I had to pick one person, like if I'm in a room with everybody I've ever met, the the only one I'm looking for would be my cousin Christy. Yeah, but it's just 
you know, like, especially in Walker County, like if somebody goes missing and it's been like years and, you know, they're obviously passed on and stuff like that. All these like stories you hear about or see on the news while these people go missing or they're just mysteriously murdered and stuff. Like you kind of like, there's all these questions that you want to ask them. Yeah. And so I get that. And I mean, hell, there's people that I know that from my childhood that went missing and I'm like, yo, I just want to know what happened. So I I totally understand Erica's answer because you just, it's just for the plain and simple fact, you just want to know what happened. I don't like, I don't know what happened to the person that she mentioned, but I'm sure there's questions she wants to ask them. Exactly. I mean, it, it doesn't even have to relate to how they passed or, you know, anything like that. It's just the fact you haven't seen them in so long. Yeah. That's another thing that weighs into it heavily. You know, her brother, like, you know, she said her brother was one that passed on. That gives me an idea that they were probably around the same age and maybe a couple of years different. So you still, you still had a whole life that you thought, you know, this person's going to be with me for as long as possible, you know, for the rest of our lives. And then that gets cut short. Now, you know, you have not necessarily questions, but you just have that burning, like feeling of just wanting to see them again. Yeah. And that's, that's why I like that question. That's why it stuck out to me is because you could ask these people that you just didn't know what happened to them. You could ask these questions because we, we as humans, we're inquisitive by nature. Like we want to know answers to everything. So if something mysterious or that you don't know why happened, this question puts you in that mentality of, I'd get the opportunity to ask these questions that I've been sitting on for so long. And it's tough. It's really tough to think about. And it's hard It's hard to ask these questions because it is a hard question to ask. And it could bring up, it could trigger a lot of bad memories and stuff like that. But, like I said, we want to know answers. That's that's human nature. We want to know and we want to know why. Yeah. I mean, you, you hammered on Riley Green's I wish grandpa's never died. It's the same way with Justin Moore's if heaven wasn't so far away. And that's that's everybody that's ever lost someone. Yeah. You know. I feel bad for the people that lose lose family members or friends under these circumstances because you don't get the chance to know what happened most of the time. Or it's hard to find real closure. That and what if you left them on a bad note the very last time you saw them? Yeah. Like that's why I'm always super tedious about not leaving anybody on a bad note. Mm-hmm. Like I was listening to uh Matt Mitchell's podcast. They're talking about the song. Don't blink like boom, don't blink your life's over. That's a fact. And he had the guy that wrote the song on his podcast. So I was like, man, the question I just asked and that's man, that's in that song. Just go hand in hand. But Erica, I understand like it's tough to go through life, not knowing these answers and really hoping you do get that opportunity some, someday, you know, whether it's here on earth or wherever you go in the afterlife, you're going to ask those questions. Yeah. It's like I said, it's, it's longing for that, that final piece of closure so you can fully process what happened. Yeah. And man, I'll tell you, I, like I couldn't fathom, like I lost a cousin when I was I was six and he was twelve or thirteen. He drowned. That was the dude I looked up to 
when I was a kid, man. Like Jonathan was, I, I, he was, I was his shadow, you know, at family functions or whatever. I was just tagging along with him. And I remember one of the very last memories I ever had with him. We were at his, my, my uncle's house and we found like the little bitty bullfrogs and we were just playing with them. <laughs> like that's a very like, like that's, that's a memory. Like it's just, I'll it, just never forget it's just burned because it's the brain. last one I had with him because yeah. you know, that following fall he drowned and to me as a six year old, like, I don't know what it triggered, but I was like, you know, if he can die, I can die. And all of a sudden, nobody else around me looked like Superman. And it it changed my life. Like, you know, I remember just crying my eyes out. My, my nana was like, we shouldn't have brought him to the funeral. We should have just took him home after the viewing and stuff. But my granddad was like, no, like, he needs to know. Like, he needs to know this feeling because we're not going to be here one day. Yeah. And luckily, like I said, Pop's still here. But no matter what, you... You never get conditioned to losing somebody you care about. Mm-hmm. And when you have questions to ask them, probably makes it 10 times worse. Without a doubt. Losing someone, losing someone to old age, right? So if your grandparents are, are getting on up there and that's something that you kind of know is coming, you're still not ready for that day when it finally does happen. That's still going to hit you like a freight train. That's about as conditioned as you can get to losing someone. Losing someone abruptly, especially at a young age, even, you know, 40s, 50s, like, that's still very abrupt. Even into the 60s, you're not expecting to lose someone in your life like that. No. Like you said, it just hits you like a freight train. And you never never get used to it. Like Like I said, my papa was 89 when he passed. It, it came out of nowhere because he was relatively healthy. But at the same time, I knew, like, he was at peace with it because he lived a full, good life. Yeah. Now, when my Nana passed, I was a little tore up because the health complications she had leading up to that shouldn't have taken place. Yeah. That's a story for another day, but, you know. And, I, I mean, just, even any circumstance, you could know every detail of what happened, but you're still going to have that ultimate question of why. Yeah. And that's just, that's human nature. That, that's, the only, that's the only thing I can say about it. And I, I understand these people talking about these people they lost and wanting all these questions or being able to show them what you've accomplished. And depending on your belief system, they do see you, you know, I feel like their spirits and stuff linger and you have that emotional attachment and, so, depending on your belief system, they do see you, and they're proud of you, no matter what you do. And at the same time, if it's on a, like Erica said, a questions and answers basis, I, that's probably a little tougher to carry on, just not knowing. Yeah. And so, I totally get that. So, we have one more answer to read, and it's from our favorite true crime podcast. This is Stephanie Miller. She hosts the Killer Kind podcast. Go check it out. Super good true crime podcast. Like some of them get repetitive and not the same. And some people just carry a very monotone voice. It's not, I'm not saying it's my favorite just because I know Stephanie personally. Like I'm super proud of what she's doing, but it's a really good podcast. So go check it out. 
But Stephanie said, I'm going to say my Uncle Jimmy, who died when I was really young, apparently we were a lot alike, and he was funny and the life of the party. <laughs> Let me tell you, I would love to meet somebody that's like <laughs> me. Because seeing like a mirror image of yourself is crazy. Like, I'm kind of like my dad. You know, a lot of people, if they know my dad, they'd be like, you, you really look like him. <laughs> but... Other than that, like, you know, I've never had somebody say, you're just like this person. Yeah. So, you know, having Stephanie hear somebody say that she was just like her uncle, I don't understand why you want to meet him. Like, hey, let's have a hell of a good time. Yeah. (laughs) I want to see what all this hype's been about. Yeah. All right. Let's go to this bar wherever we're able to go to a bar and let's talk some stories. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. You know, n- most of these people mentioned somebody that uh, that they had lost. So before I get into my answer, since you're my weekly guest, just kidding. <laughs> There's nothing I can do on this podcast without Shane. He just kind of took a little dig at me on the last episode. <laughs> so I seen the show notes this week. <laughs> but uh, so Shane, if you were to walk into a room with everybody you've ever met in your life, who's the one person you'd want to see? I said it earlier, and I can go in a little bit more detail about it. I guess <clears throat> I'll try to, anyways. Cause I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lose my bearing on here. But mine would be my cousin. She passed away eleven, no, ten years ago. Uh, it was abruptly. She was young. It was definitely not supposed to happen, especially you know the circumstances, the way they were. The reason I the reason I pick her is because I told you, Drake, I'm not gonna lose my bearing. Just lose it. It's okay. Uh, I have a lot of childhood memories from the time I was one until she passed, and I mean, she just flooded my memories. It was always around, you know, and uh. She was the only one that ever cut my hair. I mean, just... I held a little bit of animosity towards her uh, my 10th grade year of high school because she just flat out refused to cut my hair into a mullet <laughs> and dye it bleach blonde. But she was okay with giving me blonde highlights. Frosted tips. Frosted tips, yeah. At, <laughs> I, I let her talk me into it because she was that you know that influential person that I was just like... I'll do whatever you say, basically. Yeah. I tried to get a mullet. You didn't want to do it. I'm going to be mad at you, but throw them tips on there for me. <laughs> but, uh, now when she passed the, uh, the night, cause she passed like early, early in the morning. Yeah. And the night before, uh, I had talked to her on the phone and I could tell she was upset about something. And she just lived, we lived up on the top of Argo Hill. She lived down on the bottom. Okay. So, I mean, I could have sprinted to her house in 15 minutes. Uh, But I was like, let me come down there, you know, and just hang out and chit chat, whatever. And uh, reassuring as she was, just, no, everything's fine. You don't don't have to worry about it. She was just going through some stuff. So, didn't really think much about it. The one, like, 
I guess like suit like real spiritual moment of my life happened that night because when I laid down, tried going to sleep, laid there, you know, lights off, just pitch black, counting sheep, nothing worked. I just could not fall asleep for I didn't know, you know, like what was going on. It was just something that was keeping me awake. And then you know, morning rolls around and let me let me call and see. Couldn't get nobody to answer. Tried 15, 20 times. Started getting worried. Was finally able to get a hold of my little cousin. And she was the one that broke the news to me. And floored me. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember probably like the next four or five hours of that day. Which is scary because I've done a lot of driving in that time. <laughs> going back and forth from Argo to Sipsy trying to round everybody up, you know. But, uh, trying to round everybody up and, you know, get the whole family together so nobody was going to be going through this alone because she was that person that she lit the room up, you know, any room she walked into. And her and my mom had a very special bond. And so I was going to have to be the one to tell mom because mom was still asleep. And, I couldn't do it. You know, I just, I didn't have the words. So I had to go get my aunt to come over to the house and be the one to break the news. And then for the next probably four or five years, I carried that just a lot of guilt. Yeah. You know, just why didn't I go down there? Could it have changed anything? I don't know, but it's just that uncertainty that, that just rocks you to the core. And then finally, you know, going through the, the seven steps and getting to the acceptance part of it and just knowing like this really happened. There's no, there's no reversing it. There's no, what could you have done differently? It doesn't matter. It's happened. And just having to live with that. I'll never have full closure because I'm always going to be like, what could I have done? even though I know there's nothing I could have done, it's just that, that thought's always going to be there with me. Yeah. So if, if I went into a room with everyone I've ever met, the, the, the head scan going around the room, she's the one I'm trying to eyeball. That'd be the only time I wouldn't be mad. You wasn't looking for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, on my end, it's a little different and it's, it's different because of what my parents instilled in me. My voice cracked a lot right there. I just want everybody to know I'm not crying. Drake, he fought testify, it. testify. He fought it. But my answer, and I'll get to my answer in a second, and the reason I'm going to make you hold off on my answer is because of what my parents instilled in me. There was uh, these little like cartoonish characters that my mom like loved. They were called Precious Memories. Like, my brother and I had handmade, like, my mom sewed them together and stuffed them and all that kind of stuff, just of these characters. And she named mine DP, she named Cantley's CP. And, like, I I had that thing. What's that stand for? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I had that thing for as long as I could remember. And I don't don't even remember where it went. Like, I don't remember how I lost it. But I just remember those, like, no matter... 
I was I was in my late teens. It was the last time I saw it. And like my mom was obsessed with like the precious memory stuff. Well she knit or crocheted or knitted, I don't know the terminology. <laughs> but it was like a it was like a sheet and it had the precious memories guy in it. Or my 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 dude in it. And it said uh press on. I can't t- from dad teaching me golf to mom teaching me her life with her sickness, you just press on. You know, you hit a bad shot. I may sling a golf club. I don't know. But I'm going to try to press on. Or with my mom, every day is a new day to her because she was so sick. She pressed on. And I've carried that mentality my whole life. Just press on. And don't dwell in the past. That was that was like my thing. Don't, don't dwell in yesterday. Just keep going forward. That may have what developed my OCD about the future. <laughs> because like I'm so focused on the future but it taught me to live in the present and like I spoke about my grandparents earlier like I have so many memories with my grandparents and my granddad's still alive you know I like I said I try to see him as often as possible and with my mom as everybody knows like my mom died uh this July will be four years ago and Seeing my mom sick in the hospital bed wasn't the first time I'd seen my mom sick in a hospital bed. And there was numerous times that, you know, we all felt like this is it. And she'd end up on a ventilator, stuff like that. But my mom was a damn warrior. <laughs> like, she she fought through all that sickness for I can't tell you how many years. So the last time that I went and saw her in the hospital and the way like I could tell she had looked like, like if you listen to the mother's day special from season one, you'll hear me talk about how like I could tell my mom was tired mm. at 4th of July at our new house. And I didn't leave her on bad terms because I hugged her, told her I loved her. The last text message that I ever sent, I still got a screenshot of it luckily because I lost all my other messages was I love you. She said I love you too. So I didn't end on bad terms with her. I didn't end on bad terms with my papa or my nana or Jonathan, as I talked about. Like all the mo- all the important people in my life that I've lost, I've never left them on bad terms. So to get to my answer, pressing on, thinking about the future, staying pre- present minded. The person I'd look for in the room that I walked into is Brittany, and. It's really hard not to get emotional about Brittany because uh, she's cha- helped me change and grow up a lot. And, you know, mom, I'm glad mom got to know her. And I, t- I tell Brittany all the time, I was like, I wish you would have met Nana because she would have loved you because she would have known that she would pretty much pass the torch to you to handle me. <laughs> and that's. Brittany is the most important person in my life from seven years ago to now. Like May next month will be our five years of being married. If you'd have told me five years ago that I'd be married for five years, I'd probably laughed at you. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, that press on that press on thing. Like, I don't even know where that thing is either. I'm pretty sure I lost that as a kid, (laughs) but (laughs) that, 
that mentality just has always carried through with me. So I don't, and it's, it's not to knock anybody else's answer. That's your answer. That's what you want to look for. That, that is personal preference. But anybody that I've lost in my lifetime, I wouldn't look for it because I know they did their job and fulfilled what they should have on this earth. I know with Brittany, I would look for her because I know I've got to press on. Now, if you're looking for answers or you just want to have that good talk that would, you know, like in your case, that would allow you to press on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's times I'm still in my truck driving. And I cry when I think about my mom. Oh, yeah. Because nothing changes you. And I'm sure a bunch of people can relate. Nothing changes you like losing a parent. Because that's what drove me to the darkest place of my life ever was when I lost my mom. But guess who was there to bring me out of it? Brittany. My dad. Like I said, my dad's my dude. He's my father. But I know I could press on because of everything he's taught me in life. I could press on with everything my granddads and my grandmas have taught me in life. But I can't press on without Brittany. And that's the way I see see my life. Like, So if I walked into a room, it's Brittany. Just for the simple fact, I can't imagine, I can't, there's no way I could imagine my life without her. She makes me who I am. She's my reason for getting up in the evenings or mornings. <laughs> Fluctuating. <laughs> um, Depending on work schedule. Plus, like, you know, it's, it's just easy to go on when you don't have answers. You don't have any regret, you know, as far as people you've lost. And with Brittany... Every day I look that I get to see her is just something I look so forward to. And just like I said, press on. And that's all I want to do with life is just keep pushing. Press on. But I want her by my side by every second possible. Everything I do is for her because of her. Because when she met me, like I just started a part-time job. Um, I didn't have much money to my name. And was about to start school again. And she stuck with me and through the whole thing when I wanted to quit. Every time that she's seen my mental health wear down because of a job, she she's known it. And she'll sit down, you know, we'll talk about it. But it's just, I know I couldn't do life without her. So if I walked into a room knowing I'm going to walk out of that room, she's coming with me. Oh, that's a fact. So, that's my answer. It's my wife. She is she is the best, most important part of my life. Does she like my golf habits? <laughs> Does she like my fishing habits? Sometimes. Because she gets to sit out there and read. <laughs> but, you know, not to sound cliche, but she literally makes up my life. I love getting to do the podcast. Like, her allowing me to do the podcast. You know, some people could be super stingy and be like, no, you're not. You're not taking two hours away from time that we could be hanging out. Or nights we do YouTube and TikTok. You're not taking seven hours away from me. (laughs) But, you know, everybody's answers are different. Everybody's answers will always be different. Because it's a a one-time opportunity. You know, if you were to walk into that room with everybody you've ever met. Because we've all met influential people that's not family. I had a tough time not picking Bo Jackson. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's another way I wanted to look at this now that you brought it up. 
think about all the people that you've met, you know, throw the celebrities in that mix and how hilarious. Like, you've. I know your Charles Barkley story. Yeah. So imagine that. You, you're pretty familiar with my family and what I've done in my life. And I would say that you know at least 70% of all the people I've met in my life. We'll cut 30 out for my military stint. Yeah. But just imagine how hilarious Bo Jackson, Ken Griffey Jr., and Charles Barkley are in a room surrounded by people I've met. <laughs> <laughs> That's an image that just I can't stop laughing at. Charles Barkley might be sitting there and be like, he's friends with this many Alabama people? <laughs> he ain't a barner. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like me and Chuck would connect. I mean, technically. <laughs> you're standing into a, next to a urinal next to I, Charles Barkley. Somebody had to step up right there. I'm just happy I was the one that, that had the galls to do it. Yeah. You know, like if I wasn't married and didn't have the mentality that I carry every single day, I couldn't pick just one. Yeah, I mean, that's... It'd be hard. It'd be super hard. And I'd probably just be standing there with my arms crossed in the middle of the room with everybody I've ever met just <laughs> looking at me. I'm like, I don't know who the hell I want to talk to. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. Can we just get... Can we get a single file line? I'm going to be at the door. Everybody just come by on your way out. When I call your number, <laughs> step up. <laughs> but... That's, maybe that's how we should have... We should have sectioned off. You get... You get le- living, deceased celebrities and I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like I said, my, my spiritual beliefs allow me to believe that my mom, my papa, Jonathan and Nana are seeing everything that I'm getting to accomplish and do in my life. I, like I said, I can't fathom my life without my wife. She is my best friend. Best thing that's ever happened to me. And I know like Ma, like I said, all the people, all the family members that I probably would have picked that are that passed on, I know they're watching, and they're kind of happy. <laughs> I make some still shoddy choices in life, <laughs> but hey, and I'm your co-host Shane Murray. Yeah, <laughs> here you go. He's right here to my <laughs> right hand side. But uh, yeah, you know, like I, I understand. You know, everybody's thinking. Everybody thinks different. It's a deep question, and you know, there's. Like I said, there's so many ways you can look at it. You know, it's finding out how the, the question best relates to you. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's everybody got different opinions. You know, when that some people hear me say they're spa- my spouse, they'll probably be like, oh, this, you know, my spouse. And that's cool. Like, yeah. you may want to change your mind. That's, that's totally fine. Where you may want to stick with your answer. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's just, that's me. Like, I'm always going to be honest. I'm not going to give you a shoddy answer, you know, about who I'd pick. I just always try to stay plowing forward, head down, eyes up. Or, like my dad told me when I was a kid, bad shot, it's a bad day. Guess what? You got another one. If you don't, it means you're done and your time's up. So I've carried that forever. Thanks for, uh, thanks y'all for answering those questions. This was a really, it's tough to talk about people you've lost and it's tough to think about people you've lost. It's, it is a tough question. It is. So it makes it such a good question. There's so many different ways of looking at it. So many different interpretations for it. And like, I kind of felt bad asking that question, but at the same time it's, and it's not for 
because it's good content. It's because, like, I like being provo- mm-hmm. thought provoking. I want to invo- I want to invoke some type of feeling in you. And that's what we try to do here. Like, I know a lot of the things we talk about aren't related to Walker County, which is what the podcast was really based off of. But we're just like anybody else. Like I said, everybody's got a voice. I said I said that when I made the trailer. Like everybody's got a voice. It's time for it to be heard. So when I ask these questions, I'm, I want to hear your voice. Mm-hmm. Like you may not be literally in here talking to us, but when you comment your answer to a question or your input, and we relay it here on the podcast, we're we're still giving the people of Walker County that that voice that I'm so driven on. And like I said, everybody's different. Everybody's thought process is different. And that's what I love, love, love about where we're from. Because every, nobody's the same. Yeah, it's... If if we are, it's just a Southern mentality. Yeah, and, you know, we treat funerals and stuff down here different than people up North probably treat it. Like, uh, you got people at the churches cooking and stuff. Everybody's looking out for everybody. And that's the Southern mentality that we carry down here, especially here in Walker County that I love so much, no matter how different you look, how many, how different you think chances are that somebody, you know, or related to has somebody else that may think differently, but is still going to look out for you, but not because they don't care. And I think that's what progresses us as a community is people not caring about what you think or how you look. So if we carry that mentality over to the rest of the world, if the rest of the world had that mentality, we might be good. <laughs> We're working on it. But uh, thanks, y'all, for answering those questions, the ones that did. Always look out for these questions. These crowd control episodes are fun for us to do. We like, uh, we like asking some tough questions and kind of getting y'all's input on it. But... We're going to go ahead and start to close this episode out because I know it was it was deep. Uh, Shane and I both fought back tears. <laughs> and uh, Neither one of us cried, all right? Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to jump into one of our segments. It's a bop or flop. And guess who picked them this week? Shane did. I said, Shane, pick the bop or flops for this week because I'm tired of picking Hey, you gave me a shit topic, though. <laughs> or, yeah, genre. Sorry. No, it's not a bad genre. <laughs> I, wanted you, I, just, I was just really trying to force you to listen to some good stuff. I mean, I I had a few in the in my back pocket. So I had I had a couple ready to fire at you. So with that being said. Fire them at me, buddy. This week's Popper Flop, Emo Edition. Hey. I was originally going to throw Welcome to the Black Parade. And then I was trying to find something to compete with it, and the like deeper I dug, the more I realized you just weren't. Yeah, welcome to the Black Parade would have been a bop all day. Exactly over anything no, that would have been that, in that genre. That would have been a soft toss, easy answer. Yeah. So I tried to find two that I felt like were pretty similar. So first, you have Fallout Boy. This ain't a scene. It's an arms race. <sighs> pretty decent one. I, yeah. I agree. And going up, or sorry. Not and, but going up against Taking Back Sunday, make damn sure. Oh, 
So I'm gonna go oh, follow well, her already. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, maybe it wasn't as good as I thought it was. Everybody, sorry. Fallout Boy, this ain't a scene. Is the bop? Make damn sure is the flop. Well, I'm gonna disagree with you. I'm going. Make damn sure is the bop. And this ain't a scene. It's an arms race. I mean, make damn sure is a good song. It's, it's just a, that's two good songs. Kind of like last week's Thank movie you. edition. You got two good movies. You just got mm. had to pick one, huh? Yeah. What 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 uh, what sets it over the top for you? Why do you lean one way? Mainly just because uh, this ain't a scene. Like I st- I still bang that, and no matter what kind of mood I'm in, if I'm feeling sad, I'm gonna play make damn sure. But this ain't a scene is just a universal mood song. Okay. In That's the emo enough. genre, That's you know, enough. like if you'd have if you'd brought out some yellow card. Or something else, it really would have, really, really, really would have been tougher. Should have gave you Ocean Avenue, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Man, at Colby's Is that wedding. emo? I, I feel yeah. like... It falls under that era. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Now, if you've never listened to Yellow Card's Empty Apartment, go ahead and go listen to it. That song will tear you up. But uh, I remember at Colby's, <laughs> after Colby's... Uh, Wedding rehearsal, when we were all packed into his car, me, Lautner, and Garrett, and Ashley, and Colby were all in the car, <laughs> and uh, Colby started playing Ocean Avenue, and we all just started bopping it, man. So, Yellow Card, but I would have picked Yellow Card over Fallout Boy. Well. But this ain't a scene, it's just, I can play it all the time, if I wanted to. I guess that just goes to preferences, I lean more towards the sad boy. Yeah. I'm not, uh, like I said, I try not to be a super sad boy. Now, Co Wetzel's drunk driving. I'm, like, it just really got popular on TikTok for some reason. But when it first came out, man. That sad boy country hits. Yeah. Different. Different. <laughs> Way different. So, yeah, what's yours? Are you, are you yeah. saying, make damn sure it's your bop? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll go ahead and close this episode out. Folks, we still have merch on hand. If you want it, let us know. Check out our YouTube channel. What's our YouTube channel, Shane? At Past the Jar Podcast. We got some content coming out over the next couple of weeks that uh, we recently did. I'm not going to spoil that. So keep your eye out for that. Follow us on TikTok at Past the Jar Pod. You'll see more bopper flops. Most, Pretty much everything we do on TikTok is music related. 100%. Think we are exclusively a bopper flop, but follow us on Instagram at Pass the Jar Podcast. We also share clips from these podcasts on there. We you see who's coming on the episodes, and Facebook is Pass the Jar Podcast. That's pretty much where we're most prevalent on. So check us out on that, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Be on the lookout. Follow us on our socials. Be on the lookout for the, the next crowd control question. We typically dig deep or we can go shallow whatever y'all want (laughs) but uh as always that jar is not empty pass that thing around love your neighbor talk to someone different than you and we'll see you next week on pass the jar